Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. We are coming you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, who found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, uh, get mortgage. Uh, let's welcome aboard right now uh, Barrett Saleh, who joins us, college football writer, analyst for CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. Hey, Barrett, Mark Malusis, Taz with you, Moose and Taz. Uh, thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Hey, Barrett, what's My up? My pleasure, man. How you doing, Not buddy? much, guys. How are y'all? All right, man. What's up? Doing well, Barrett. Uh, you know, I, I guess we'll start here with the latest college football playoff rankings. Um, you know, do you agree with Utah sitting there just on the outside at five and Oklahoma at six right behind Georgia at four? Yeah, I do. Uh, because I think, to me, uh, eye test matters. And, and Utah is a complete team, uh, like Clemson, like Ohio State, not to that level, but they've been playing complete football all year long. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they belong there. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I just you, I can't trust that defense, and I think there's a, 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 there should be more criticism on Jalen Hurts maybe than there is. Some of his decision-making this year uh, I think has been disguised and covered up by great receivers and a great system. So, yeah, I'm fine with Utah being there. Um, you know, the resume is not what the Big 12 teams, you know, are, uh, and, it, and it won't be even after this week. But uh, in terms of how good that team is, I, for those that have watched that team play, they are, they are as complete as any team in, in the country. Yeah, no doubt, Barrett. I, I agree. I, I agree totally on Utah and the use for sure. So let's, let's – so let's – let me ask you this. Let's figure this out here, right? So if Georgia loses, hypothetics, right? They lose. Okay. Uh, Utah defeats the Ducks. Oklahoma beats Baylor. Okay. Who's, num- who's number four? Uh, let me ask you a qualifier, though. How badly does Oklahoma beat Baylor? Uh, and how badly see, does Utah beat Oregon? Well, that's what, me, that's what Moose and I were talking about earlier. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, you're right, because that's the key, right? Like, um, yeah, well, I don't know. How do we lay it out early, Moose? Well, yeah, I mean, gonna... just, you know, just, I, I guess, well, let's look at it from this point. I mean, say if they're both close victories, right? Right, say if they're just normal wins. Or you could say they're both blowouts, right? I mean, they, you know, yeah. Oklahoma and Utah, they both win the same same style right. of fashion. And LSU uh, beats Georgia. Who exactly, yeah. who are you putting in? I'm putting Utah in, and I think the committee would put Utah in. Mm. And the reason I say the committee would do that is because, Talking to Rob Mullins uh, every Tuesday uh, after the show, he uh, has made it abundantly clear that the the eye test and being a complete team matters, and you know that because of that, that's why Ohio State's above LSU. Um, that's why Utah's above Oklahoma. Uh, that's that's a big deal uh, in the eyes of the committee. So uh, I think they would put Utah uh, in, even though the resume is not there. Um, over Oklahoma, and they'll never admit this, but the re- reputations matter. They have eyes. They watched games last year. They watched games the year before. And, and Oklahoma's reputation of being, you know, all offense and no defense, coupled with the fact that that still exists this year, I think would play into it, even though they've consistently said that it doesn't. I just, I can't, uh, I can't put that beyond my mind. And I, and I don't think those people in that room would be able to either, even though they're not supposed to. 
All right, cool, cool, makes sense. Uh, Barrett, uh, Clemson, let's talk about Clemson, right? So Clemson a lock even if something crazy happens and they, they lose to uh, UVA? Uh, if they lose to UVA, no, they're not a lock just because that resume is not there. They have a high opinion of, of Clemson, as everybody should. Clemson's a really good – they might be the best team in the country. Right, I mean, right. The, the resume is obviously what it is, but uh, they might be the best team in the country. So if they lose to Virginia – um, you know, last second field goal or whatever. Um, you know, they've still got, I think, a pretty decent shot because uh, the committee does like Clemson an awful lot. But it would be sketchy. I mean, it, it would certainly be sketchy, um, especially if Georgia beats LSU <laughs> because yeah. then you have – or Ohio State loses because then you have uh, some other one-loss teams you have to deal with that are on par or better than you. So uh, I, think it would, I think it would still be likely if Chalk holds elsewhere – uh, that Clemson still gets in, uh, just because I, I think they, they realize and they've, they've basically said the gap between three to four is pretty big. Uh, but it, it would not be a, comfort, uh, a comforting pizza party in upstate South Carolina <laughs> on Sunday morning. They would be, they'd be sweating a little bit. Don't say pizza. We just had yeah, a whole segment right. on we, pizza. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did. Uh, yo, Barry, uh, I want to get just quickly back to Oklahoma and Utah because the one thing is, you, you mentioned, you're right, I mean, Utah on the field looks like more of a complete team than Oklahoma. However, the resume for Oklahoma yeah. is is better, and some might even say significantly better, than that of Utah. Where does the resume, the quality of opponent, the out-of-conference schedule, how does that not factor in for the Sooner fan out there that now is sweating the idea of being on the outside looking in? Well, it it does. Um, There's no doubt in the minds of them to do. And with Baylor, too. I mean, either Baylor or Oklahoma is getting a top seven win this weekend. Right? Like, it's it's unavoidable. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it matters for sure. I think that the, the saving grace for Utah is that the committee still has a pretty high opinion of Oregon. So if Oregon beats, or if Utah beats Oregon, then yeah, Baylor or Oklahoma will have a better win this weekend. That's unavoidable. But Utah's resume will also get a pretty significant boost. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's, it'd be one thing if the, the Pac-12 North winner was just crap, but it's not. It's a good team. Oregon's a good team. So um, it, it, the, the resume part of it does matter. But but I just I, I think when you combine where those Big Twelve teams are ranked outside of Baylor and Oklahoma with the fact that Utah would get a big win uh, this weekend, and the committee seems to think that Utah's loss, which was to USC ranked twenty third right now, um, is not that bad because they've qualified that loss several times by saying. Hey, you look, Utah's best player wasn't in that game, and it was on Friday. It was on the road uh, after a, a Saturday game. They've, they've made that excuse. It's almost like the Kelly Bryant-Clemson loss to Syracuse two years ago. Uh, they've, they've made that argument. They've said that that matters. So I think that's a big part of this, the fact that, that Utah's loss is viewed favorably, which is kind of backwards, I understand, but it's actually viewed pretty favorably by the committee. Mm. Uh, you know, Moose and I were talking earlier, Barrett, and I, I brought up the fact about Alabama, and it's just, man, it's it's weird, right? Seeing them sitting at number twelve, odd for you, right? I, mean, I would assume, yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, it's really bizarre. I kind of expected that to happen too. By the way, dropping below Auburn, right? Uh, just because you know Auburn's got two really good wins, even though they've got three losses. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's bizarre. There's no doubt. But really, there's no other place to put them. I mean, there just yeah. isn't. I, they, the resum- their best win is either over a 7-5 and A&M team or a 7-5 and Jeremy Pruitt coach Tennessee team. Think about that yeah. before the season, where Tennessee, which is a compliment to Jeremy Pruitt, but um, yeah, I mean it's the resume is so bad, you you just you can't put them anywhere. I mean, you got else. Penn State and Florida above yeah. them, <laughs> yeah, and three loss Auburn, and all of it's explainable, right. like all of right. it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, crazy. You know, Barry to to the team that does control. I mean, and obviously LSU does, Ohio State, and and you talk about Clemson. What about Georgia here in this SEC yeah. championship game? You know, they control the Bulldogs. Control their own destiny. They win. Nobody's worried about Utah. Nobody's worried about yeah. you know Baylor. Nobody's worried about Oklahoma. You know, they're going to be part of those national semifinals. How big of a shot do you give the Bulldogs against LSU this Saturday? Better than most, and you're right. They'd be in because then they'd have wins over number one, number two, LSU, Auburn, and Florida, and that'd be enough. There's no doubt. Um, you know, yeah, I I think that they've got a better shot than most, and I think the fact that um, the the fact that the line hasn't moved, despite the fact that everybody's you know all over LSU, tells me that there are a lot of pros out there that feel the same way. Um, LSU's you know they've been proven to be slowed by great defense. Now, you can go back and look at the Auburn game and say, well, yeah, they put up over 500 yards. Go watch that game again. Auburn's defense owned that game. And Georgia is fully capable of doing that uh, as well. That front seven is awesome, and they've got enough defensive backs to, to play that same sort of style uh, that LSU struggled with with Auburn. So, you know, yeah, I think Georgia's defense is going to give them a puncher's chance. It's just it's going to be on Jake Fromm to go make plays. Uh, Jake Fromm has been bad in November. Uh, he has had four straight games where he has not completed 50% of his passes. That's not the Jake from that we know. And that's not the Jake from that can win a championship. So uh, you know, yeah, George Pickens is out. They've still got pretty good receivers. I think a little bit uh, too much has been made of George Pickens being suspended for a half, uh, but they've got a shot. Uh, you know, LSU's defense has, has proven to be susceptible at times, although they have been playing better lately. Um, but because of that defense, I do give Georgia a pretty decent shot as long as Jake Fromm, you know, kind of gets over whatever funk he's in right now. So, so Barrett, let's say someone's a casual, very casual college football fan and more of an NFL fan. So they know that's coming down to these big games towards the end here. Uh, what game would you say, if you're going to watch one game this weekend, is it Oregon-Utah? Is it, is it Baylor-OU? Is it, is it the Bulldogs and the Tigers? Which game would you say of those three? is the best and better game for someone to watch as the casual fan. As a company man, you should always watch the SEC on CBS <laughs> game of the week. Between, <laughs> no, uh, but that's, luckily for us, that's, they, all these games schedule around the, our game, the CBS game, because right, it, right. It, is so, it is so a uh, yeah. draw. Um, Baylor-Oklahoma, and the re- there's two reasons for it. One, it's basically a de facto quarterfinal, a dysfunctional, depending on what happens. But think about this. Oregon and Utah play Friday night. So Oregon and Utah, I mean, Utah is basically going to the clubhouse like a golfer that's, you know, three groups ahead in the Masters, right? They're going to the clubhouse. So Baylor and, and Oklahoma are going to walk onto the field knowing that they're either playing a quarterfinal because Utah lost or they need style points because they're going to know exactly what Utah did in its win. So – uh, that's going to be so fascinating to me. 
And and the fact and, and because of the fact that the Pac-12 championship game is on Friday, the the Big 12 is going to have just so much intrigue based on the outcome of 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 Utah Oregon on Friday night. And honestly, I would love it if Utah wins ugly on Friday, just to see how Baylor and how Oklahoma approach that game, knowing that they probably need some style points. Oh man, it'd be so much fun. It is, uh, you know, Barrett. You know, let's uh, you know get your a, a couple of predictions from you. You think LSU beats Georgia? Yeah, uh, I do think it'll be closer than people uh, think. And in fact, the picks come out uh, today on, on on the website, and and uh, I'm picking Georgia to cover. Uh, but yeah, I think LSU gets it done. And how? What about which one of those teams, Baylor, Oklahoma, or you know, how big of a shot do you give Oregon over Utah? Uh, I give uh, Oregon a pretty decent shot over Utah. I do think Utah wins. Uh, I think Oklahoma will win the Big 12 championship game. Uh, I think Baylor will cover, and Utah will get in as a result. And like I said, I think the situation I just sort of laid out is going to actually play out. Utah winning, maybe a little bit ugly, uh, and then Oklahoma and Baylor needing style points, but that actually hurting them, both of them, because it causes a few too many mistakes. And as a result, Utah's win over Oregon looks pretty solid, and, and the Utes get in. All right, Barry, just got a couple before we let you go. Number one, Tua, right? He talks about the fact that he's going to talk about with his family, ponder what he does. Uh, clearly coming off that significant hip injury and surgery. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's playing at Alabama again, but do you think Tua declares for the, for the NFL draft? Yeah, I think he does. I think he would consider going back to Alabama. Um, but I do think it's, it's, that's a very – uh, remote possibility. I think, you know, right. What he said yesterday to me anyway, is just a delay tactic. I mean, he's got another month to decide. Uh, he's going to have a month to rehab. Um, you know, so he, I think I would imagine he just sees how that goes. And, and then, you know, in, in a month or so, you know, comes to a final decision before the deadline. And I would imagine he goes pro. Um, the other borough, is there any way that anybody could catch borough based on what they do this weekend in the Heisman trophy race? If Justin Fields goes Cardell Jones, in, in the Big Twelve or the Big Ten championship game, coupled with Joe Burrow throwing four picks, um, I give Justin Fields a chance. No one say I, I, look. We got our ballots Monday, right? So we could not vote until this week. Um, I know a lot of Heisman voters are, are prisoners of the moment. I'm not, but I know a lot of Heisman voters are. And if they see Justin Fields just go nuts and Joe Burrow just completely tank this weekend. I could see Justin Fields having a little bit more than a puncher's chance. We're talking to Barrett Sully, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, college football writer, insider. Barrett, final one. Later on this morning, you know, and, and I do Rutgers pre- and post-game, i got to ask you because, you know, there's a lot of high expectations now, especially with the contract that he got. What's your thoughts on, because they've been a doormat in the Big Ten, what's your thoughts on, on Rutgers bringing Shiano back, and what, what do you think would be a successful return for Greg Shiano to the Scarlet Knights? I think it's way overhyped. I think he's going to do nothing more than bring them to sixth or fifth in the Big Ten East. It's, it's, not, it's not the same landscape as it was when he went 68 and 67 in 10 years. It, they were in the Big East then. It was a whole hell of a lot easier to win football games. And now you're in, a, I would say, either the toughest or the second toughest division in college football against teams with far better athletes that are consistently going to get far better athletes. I just, I, he's not a, a great X's and O's coach. The recruiting base, even if he does a great job on the recruiting trail, 
he's still going to fall behind from a personnel standpoint and from a program prestige standpoint, it's not even close. So I think uh, the idea that he's going to resurrect that program, I just, that's, there's no way. I mean, we're not, not, not in a division with Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. And then sometimes you get a Michigan State that pops up. Some, you might get a Maryland that pops up. It's just not going to happen. Barrett Saleh, uh, college football writer, analyst for CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. Hey, Barrett, thanks for the time. Enjoy all the action this weekend, all right? Thanks, Barrett. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Take there care. you have it. Interesting take, and, and not not that far off when you look at Chiano, who gets introduced points. later on this yeah. morning. Y'all makes, Real, yeah, makes yeah. really good points. And I, I think, you know, Taz, you talk about expectations. You know, I mean, having you know <clears throat> been in this area and seeing what, what Chiano did the first time around, and, yeah. you know, pandemonium in Piscataway and that sure. call by Carlin and the, yeah. and the like. Uh, the expectations are out of whack. I think people have to be a little bit more realistic in terms of his return because, as Barrett just laid out, the landscape has completely changed. Yeah. When you're playing with Ohio State, Michigan, <clears throat> Penn State, and Michigan State, and you're in that division on a yearly basis. Big East, Big Ten, big difference. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah. And, and I just think, to the point you're making, you know, I just think that people in the area, in the Tri-State area, and you know this. You went to Syracuse, so you understand this, and that's way upstate. Yeah. But people in this area, they have been jonesing forever for a legitimate, strong, you know, Division One program. So they're hoping Rutgers could be that again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm if a you had Barrett. a prediction machine, you think if you had to make a prediction, eight-year deal, I'm not talking about whether he survives it, do you think it's viewed that contract as more of a disappointment or Shiano accomplishes some things with the Scarlet? I would think it's a disappointment only because – I would assume the goal would be to either win the Big Ten championship, yep, and and hopefully go, go to the top four to be in the playoff. Uh, at, at some point, he's going to be able to build that program to beat Ohio State, to beat Michigan, to beat Penn State. Uh, I don't see that happening. Wisconsin, you know, yeah, I don't see I, that. It's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning. We'll come back. We got the three for you. Three big headlines that you need to know here on this Wednesday morning, right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Number to call, 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio is toll-free live, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So we're going to play a little uh, audio here. We get to the three. Ron Rivera, uh, as he's holding a presser at this hour after getting fired yesterday by David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, We'll get to that in the three. Bogus is in the house. Third time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Moose and Taz. The Houston Rockets are reportedly optimistic the NBA will help them after James Harden was incorrectly denied a dunk in the fourth quarter in San Antonio last night. The refs did admit postgame their mistake, but... That was after the Rockets blew a late 10-point lead and lost in double OT to the Spurs, 135-133. Russell Westbrook, surprisingly forgiving. They make mistakes, just like we all do, so just got to move on to the next play. Game over now. Get ready to play. Next game. Harden scored 50 in the loss. The NBA could make the Rockets and Spurs resume this game from where the mistake happened. There was 750 left in the contest. It's been 11 seasons, though, since the league intervened like that. 
The Heat won in one overtime in Toronto, 121-110. Jimmy Butler, 22 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists. The Clippers down the Blazers, 117-97, improving to 13-1 at home. The Lakers, a 105-96 win in Denver. And Orlando won in Washington, 127-120. A career-high 20 points from Markel Fultz. College Hoops, number one, Louisville, uh, Louisville, that is, cooled off fourth-ranked Michigan, 58-43. The Wolverines were averaging 82 points per game. Number 10, Duke, took care of number 11, Michigan State, in East Lansing, 87-75. Indiana knocked off number 17, FSU, 80-64. And number 24, Butler, a 67-58 win at Ole Miss. It is still Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia atop the college football playoff rankings. Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor waiting for an opening in that top four. As Moose just mentioned, fired Panthers head coach Ron Rivera is currently discussing getting fired yesterday with four games left in his ninth season on the job. The Philadelphia Phillies, reportedly the current leader for free agent pitcher Zach Wheeler, the former Met expected to get at least five years and at least $100 million from somebody. The Reds, Rangers, White Sox apparently involved too. And from the NHL, the Capitals, a 5-2 win in San Jose. A goal and two assists for John Carlson. He is just the third defenseman in the expansion era, which dates back to 1967, with 40 points in the first 30 games of a season. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, all right. Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Panthers move on from Ron Rivera. Uh, they certainly do, Taz. Here's their owner, uh, David Tepper, yesterday, um, car- uh, courtesy of CarolinaPanthers.com. We'll go back-to-back, Pete. Uh, here he is in, on the decision of fire Rivera. Look, I, you know, I came here two years ago. I wanted to show patience on the football side and see how it was going. You know, on the business side, we made vast and sweeping changes. And uh, I didn't want to make those vast and sweeping changes on the football side. I'm going to take time and patience to see what could go and how it could go. I just thought it was time, given the way things have gone the last two seasons, to put my stamp on this organization on the football side. Quite frankly, um, you know, our season is um, not over, but as far as making the playoffs, it's just that, you know, I can make the change now, I can make it later. There's competitive reasons why I want to make sure that we were out there looking at all personnel possible for the future. I don't want to in any way shape or form didn't want to be having inquiries um where ron didn't know what i was doing i don't want to be doing things uh not up front it's just not who i am so i'd rather be straight up and honest if i'm going to make a change i'm going to make a change and not to get a competitive disadvantage over other teams if i need to talk to people i want to talk to them and i want to do it in a straightforward honest way well, there you have it. So the Panthers owner basically had made the decision to get rid of Rivera and thought the timing was right. Uh, why wait, Taz? If you're going to make that decision, get rid of him now. Uh, and that's basically what he said yesterday um, in in announcing the firing of Rivera. Yeah, Rivera, you know, a lot, good amount of success there with the Panthers. You know, uh, uh, Super Bowl appearance, four playoff uh, berths and stuff. And, and, you know, coached up a lot of great players. And Cam Newton seems to have a lot of love for Rivera. And he should. I mean, a lot of opportunity there from Rivera. And Rivera, obviously, you know, his, from his playing days, great player with the Chicago Bears at linebacker, hell of a linebacker there for the Bears and that great defense. But, you know, the owner here, Tepper, like I said earlier, I really feel like it, you know, uh, like he just 
you know, he wants to bring his his own his own. He inherited, you know, Rivera, so he wants to bring his own people in. We discussed this earlier. You know, you mentioned, you know, the general manager stuff. You know, which is true. You're right. Uh, but Tepper is uh, he, he's got a rep. He's known to be a, a modern modern type of analytics driven type of fella. And uh, where Rivera, and you mentioned earlier too, he's not. He's more of an old school throwback blue collar football coach. Not big into you know the analytics and, and whatnot and stats and being more modern technology. I think that Tepper wants to get somebody in there a little younger, a little uh, driven more yeah. towards that that type uh, of field. and more advanced kind of way of thinking, right? Yeah. I mean, not saying Rivera can't win because you mentioned no, that we no, ran through no. it. I mean, Rivera won. I mean, went to a Super Bowl. No. Uh, you know what was it? Four playoff appearances. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Four no. playoff appearances for Ron Rivera and. Uh, this morning, about 15 minutes ago, Taz, uh, Rivera held a presser, uh, you know, wanted to address some things after the firing yesterday and was asked if he was surprised by the decision by Tepper yesterday. I was surprised uh, just because, I mean, if, if, if anything, I thought it would happen at the end of the season, to be honest with you. You know, I, I know you talked about doing some things differently, and I get that. That's part of the, the, the business of owning football teams. And at the end of the day, um, you know, when you lose football games, when, when you, you have a chance to win them, that's a tough pill to swallow. It's going on. It's at the team facility that he's hosting it. It shows you the respect uh, because there's not a lot of teams that allow that to happen. But regardless of what you did for a franchise, Taz, I, I joked around about when Joe Torre's time with the Yankees came to an end. That was not at the old Yankee Stadium, right? right, I, mean, right. That, I mean, that was not at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. That was at a, uh, a hotel in Westchester. Uh, Ron Rivera, uh, they're allowing him to meet with the media this morning uh, at the Panthers facility. The uh, presser is still going on as we speak. And he also, we don't have the cut right now, but he also said that uh, he's got four weeks off, has every intention to coach again. Oh, yeah. No, this guy, <laughs> Rivera, he's not going anyway. He's going to keep on coaching. You know that. That's not a shock to anybody, right? I mean, he's not an old guy. He's um, <clears throat> he's, he's he's a very intense guy. Uh, he's like 56, 57 years old. Uh, 57. I just got it right here. He's 57 years old. That's, you know, I know there's a lot of younger coaches now, but he's, you know, he's an experienced guy, and, and he seems to be in good shape and good health. He's a former pro athlete, obviously. He keeps himself in fine fickle. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think he just needs – Rivera needs a fresh coat of paint. He's an awesome defensive mind. Um, he's got a plethora of experience now at the highest level, Super Bowl and all that jazz, coaching great players. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of teams looking for new head coaches this year. He could be a guy that could definitely land a head coaching spot with yeah. no problemo. Maybe Gettleman, yeah, the guy yeah. that brought him into right. Carolina, right? right. Maybe the with the Giants. Yeah. If the Giants decided to part ways with Pat Shermer, there was those rumors that were running wild yesterday, right after this yeah. firing, well, Taz, uh, because uh, of that prior relationship. I really think now you know a lot of former Giant players, and you know you work with them and stuff, and you know them personally, so you you might be better on uh, to speak on this than me. But I, I think that even Giant fans, I think that Giant fans. Even former Giants players that are still rooting for the Giants to win would like to see Rivera get that job if uh, Pat's gone, if Sherman's yeah, gone. Yeah, I don't think. You know they, I, mean? I don't think. Uh, first thing, you know, we were talking about Zach Martin earlier, right? He's uh, and you know, he's Zach a huge, Martin. Yeah, he's a huge Giant fan, as you know, right? right? right. Can't stand the Cowboys. I, he's like Rivera. I want him to be the Giants coach. I, I think right. there's a lot of people that would like. We got Rivera Mikey to be the B right coach. here. Why don't we utilize yeah. Mike? Mike, thoughts on uh, Rivera? When you're a big Giants lover, I'm indifferent on it. I, oh, there it is. I, no, no, no. I, my my honest answer is no. I I do not want him. I, I don't Why? want I don't want Carolina 2.0 running the Giants. Let Let's move on and find it. Like I. I'd rather have Mike McCarthy, somebody that's 
known to do well with quarterbacks. There you, go. you want Matt Rule? Uh, no, I don't know if I want Matt. McCarthy's my guy because I like, obviously, they had success with Aaron Rodgers, and that makes me think Daniel Jones could maybe be something, but I don't want Panthers 2.0 in New York. I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm done that's with fair. that. Wow. I mean, that's fair. I could un- I mean, I could understand that. Mike started a new podcast called Football Drivers. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we run parallel with basketball. Moving so there you have it. Rivera, the first coach uh, to get fired here. Yeah, well, the second one, I should say, after Gruden got fired down in Washington. Uh, but Rivera out in Carolina. We'll see where they go here moving forward. All right, next. Number two. The latest college football playoff rankings released. Uh, they are Ohio State 1, Taz. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the latest rankings where really it's not really not a lot of debate when you look at the top three. It's really a case of when you look at four, five, and six, right? Yep, Georgia's yep. taking on LSU in the SEC championship game. For all intents and purposes, they control their own destiny. Sitting at five on the outside looking in is Utah. They've got a Pac-12 championship game against Oregon on Friday night. Sitting there at six uh, is Oklahoma. They're taking on Team 7, Baylor, in the Big 12 championship game this weekend. Yeah, no, there's some some beauties, man. There's some beauties. There's some beautiful games lined up for sure. Starting on Friday night with Utah and Oregon. Uh, Pac-12 Jones. So that's that's good stuff. And like you said, Oklahoma-Baylor. And then, then obviously... Uh, Georgia and uh, LSU. I mean, the Wisconsin Ohio State game Saturday night. I mean, I, I mean that's gonna be a good game. But it's like you know, you Ohio State's. Yeah, it, it, what's that? You think it's gonna be? A good I think it's gonna be a good game. I don't think it's. I think I don't like think competitive. Ohio, you think uh, in the second I, half I, Wisconsin's got a shot? Well, no. Oh, okay. you just took the word. I would think the first half would be a good game. Okay. Second half maybe not so good. I'm a Big Ten fan, like I've said a million times there, so I enjoy I was watching. For a second. I thought you were going to say no. Badgers got a shot this weekend. No, I was no, like, I want to no, hear no. why. I want to hear your reason no, why. No. Maybe because I have. A, <laughs> I actually have a dog in a fight. I mentioned it before. Yeah, you know the uh, Jack Cohn. Yeah, yeah, my son's good friends with Jack for a long time. I know his dad, and you know he's a Long Island kid, the quarterback for Wisconsin. So we're obviously hoping he does well, but it's going to be tough against Ohio State. But anyway. The thing we're talking about too with this man with the with the new rankings, it's just crazy. We had Barrett Salee on earlier. I think I said his last name correct, right, Mike? I do. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, well said. Yeah, Alabama sitting at twelve uh, is very unique, very odd, very odd for a lot of folks to look at. It's weird. You don't think of that happening. They're always in that you know top top tier tier tier, and they're not even in the top ten. So. No. You know, we talked about that with Barrett and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of college football, though, for sure. Uh, here's the committee chair, Rob Mullins, on uh, the decision Ohio State over LSU and the uh, the argument for who the top team in the land is. LSU had a dominating performance, but so did Ohio State. Ohio State went on the road and beat a ranked opponent, a team that we have ranked number 14. Oh, oh. That was their fourth win against a ranked opponent. So, the answer is yes. LSU had a, a dominant win. Uh, they're an impressive team. Uh, they proved it again, um, but so did Ohio State. How about the, the conference title games, Taz? We had a good conversation, not only with Barrett, but you and I earlier on in the show in terms of, uh, you know, should Georgia lose to LSU, and LSU is the favorite in that SEC title game, where do you go with that number four team, uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, or Utah, based on the results? How much do conference championship games matter to the committee? Uh, to the committee? Here's Rob Mullins. When the commissioners drew up the idea for the college football playoff selection committee, they gave four criteria in no priority order, no weighted. um, And conference championships is one of those four, obviously head to head, 
uh, common opponents and, and schedule strength. But conference championships is one of those. So it does matter. I only listed four. Again, it's not in priority order, but um, it's an important one. Well, there you have it. So didn't really answer the question. No. Uh, gave you a very political answer. So we'll see how it plays out this weekend. It'll be fascinating. I think Barrett made a great point, Taz. If Utah survives against Oregon on Friday night and, like, barely wins, that Big 12 title game between ba- uh, between Baylor and Oklahoma, Ooh. that's going to be something to watch because basically they're yeah. going to look at that. We've got to win decisively, and if we win, we've got a shot to be, you know, in that uh, in that in uh, those national semifinals. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm really fired up about this weekend. I really am. I'm locked fun. in. I'm going to get an extra box of cigars and... Uh, probably a box of glazed donuts, a bottle of cognac, and uh, and hit Carvel and get a couple of vanilla milkshakes. Nice, a little Krispy Kreme. Yeah, little, that's dessert. Well, yeah. So yeah, I'm not gonna do Krispy Kreme. I do enjoy that, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the ice cream shop and and then the tobacco store. But Anything you agree, else? Krispy Kreme glazed is better than Dunkin' Donuts glazed. Oh wow, this is. That's glasses off material. That that's a whole. I think Krispy Kreme. I I think I, I'm with you on that. I think I there's mean, better donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. But I'm talking about just the pure glazed donut. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. I think Krispy Kreme. Dunkin' Donuts. Like a glaze warm is good one, though, but right out of the fryer no, from no. Krispy Kreme. That's the best. No, you're not like wrong. Melts in your mouth with a nice cup of coffee. You remember Midtown over there when yeah. the CBS used to be Midtown, the radio until it disappeared. Um, they had Krispy Kreme right there on. Uh, I don't know if it was 49th Street. Yeah. The side entrance there. Did you ever, you've never been in that one, right? I was not. I was at the one at Penn Station. Oh, okay. That must be a Because fun I spot. used to be an intern at WABC Radio. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. when I was an intern there, sometimes they'd, uh, you know, when I'd, I'd you know, for a little dessert, I'd head down to Krispy Kreme, go grab a donut. See, I can't do that. I know a lot of people are like that. Normal people <laughs> End of just... the day, go grab a little donut on the way home. I... I even now, I'm not in the shape I used to be. I just can't like have a donut and a cup of coffee, cup of coffee for a snack. Like, it's got to be like an event, because I, all the years I couldn't eat that stuff. You know? No, I get so it. I'm well, on TV half yeah. naked. You know? No, so I, you I, know. Well, well, right. We're I'm not a, a former championship wrestler, world you champion. Are. Right. Yes. Correct. Right. So, so not just cool. champion. Let's make sure the world is in there. Yes. But no, here's the thing, though. Okay, the side. Like, I, I gotta say, we we gotta give some love. To the glazed Dunkin' Donut. It is a good donut. All right, solid. It I, is. I, I'm not telling you, I wouldn't turn it away. I'm just asking you which one would you favor. You had a choice. Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I agree with you. We're in agreement. What's your go to Dunkin' Donut? The donut. Oh, donut. the Boston Cream. The one you stole from me in months ago. <laughs> and you went outside and basically said, you know, you knew it was my, the, my favorite donut. You said, there's only one left. I'm going to eat it. I don't even like Boston cream when I just and ate it. And he went out there and ate it that. just in spite. And I made an announcement before and, I ate it. And then you came in and made the announcement. Yeah. You said, Mike, wh- what donut did I just take? The Boston cream. Whose favorite donut is the Boston cream? Mark Moses. Deuce Jones. <laughs> that, no, I, you know what? I just, I felt like I was trying to help you. I know at oh, that no, time you true. were watching you, caloric intake. My, so I wanted my to wife help. says thank you. <laughs> my wife says thank you. You like the uh, strawberry donut with the sprinkles on it, the frosted? I've had it. I don't so, love so, it. So-so, right? I don't love it. What my about fave. this? That's your favorite? Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. Okay, you didn't ask me my favorite. I was going to ask you, no, but you went to the strawberry frosted. I threw I was, you off. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you threw it to Mike, and Mike's like, I love it. So what's your favorite Dunkin' Donut? All right. You ready? The crawler? No. What am I, 90? That's what I'm asking. That's why I said it. I'll disrespect the 90 year olds. I'm going Apple Crumb Jones. Oh, it's you know what I'm beautiful talking donut. About. Yeah. The fritter? 
No, you almost threw me off. No, the one with the... Um, it's the same the crumb, sh- same shape as the Boston, as the Boston cream. cream. It yeah. has the apple filling. And you know, like the nicknames of them and everything, huh? What? You got like the you got the branding down and everything. The fritter, the what? The fritter, what? No, the, the apple. Talking about. You never have the apple fritter. I never had that. No, yeah, I you've seen have it, dude. I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I don't it's look at the donuts. I get coffee. I don't want to look. I'll, no, I'll gain weight looking at it. It's a donut. I never it's, had it's, that. It's it's not the healthiest thing for you. Well, it's is like, it filled with apple? Correct. Oh lord. But it's and it's a giant. It's it's a big donut. You have a, the coffee roll solid. Never had that either. I've seen, never, never had a coffee. You roll? had to see Moose's face just then. I say what? You've never. In your I swear, like on anywhere. The Bible, never. I'm not talking no. about Dunkin'. No, you, dude, it, I never had. No. Really? I'm not kidding. Wow. I t- I couldn't eat that stuff. I know. I'm I, capable I understand, of it. But you're I love not, it. You're not wrestling right now. You, I know. You've never but I stumbled well, upon. I stopped wrestling recently, so I'm just. You've never stumbled upon a, 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 a coffee roll. Uh, Moose, how many years ago was uh, Moose? I'm, I'm Pete. How many years recently? Think probably 15. All right. Yeah. So maybe I should start jumping into the donut yeah. game. No, I'm not saying. I, I, would, I would just think in all of your travels at some point in time, I didn't all over the world, all over this great country, you would have stumbled upon a coffee roll. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Uh, it's like, circular. It's circular. Is it? Is it, it cinnamon. Uh, layers of cinnamon. It's rolled. It. It's baked. It's like a Cinnabon. My sister-in-law the icing made a... And that's glazed. This, she made a cherry pie for Thanksgiving, and my wife took it home to our house. I ate basically the whole pie in two days. And so then, there you go. And you're saying you can't eat a donut. <laughs> it's the best cherry pie I've had in my life. Well, I understand. But then you're like, uh, you I've know, never gone to Dunkin' Donuts, it, but I basically ate a whole entire cherry pie. In two days. Uh, right. I'm watching football <laughs> eating cherry pie nonstop. Nice. It's, I kid. love pie. Pie's I like, great. I like blueberry pie. I said to my sister-in-law, Michelle, I said, you like the pie. I loved it. Don't be afraid to make a little blueberry crumble next time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Apple crumb, apple cobbler. My wife slapped me on the arm. Stop it. Don't yeah. tell her the big That's pie. delicious. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> All right. I what's picture the, you being a good pie maker. I can't make. I can't bake. Uh-huh. I wish I could. I can't bake. My wife can bake. Her whole family, they can't cook anything. You ask them to make something. They can't. They have oh. no idea. But if you, they, every year they, they make Christmas cookies. Real? Oh, nice. They get together. They make. They have a family Christmas bake off. Do they sell day. them? On the streets? No, no. No, they no, don't for mean. the family. Yes. Right. Outside my door, I'm selling cookies. What's the peanut butter chalk? Hey, you never know. For a few bucks in 2020, you know, yourself, you know, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever gets you through the day. You'll be seeing me maybe one day. I'm sourcing your pepper heroes on the side wow. of the LAE <laughs> by Casino Boulevard. With dollar waters. Uh, uh, I'll be by Aqueduct over yeah, there, right, bro. Right. On Rockway Boulevard. Yeah. That's no, Taz. you'll have your tip sheet. Taz's tip sheet. <laughs> I got the winner. I, the, I got to have you with me then. Yeah, I gotta, that's exactly right. I had four daily doubles yesterday, the pick three, and a rolling, and the pick five. Yeah, and so while you're out, take a source of pepper right. here. Six dollars, exactly. please. The, yeah. the orange sheet. There's no more pink sheet. It's there the it orange is. sheet. Oh, my God. All right, next. <laughs> Number three. Rockets helpful NBA acts after James Harden dunk didn't count. Yeah, so we'll do this quick because we've got to head a break, oh, though, Taz, oh, because um, yes, last night game, Rockets-Spurs, a game that the Spurs won in double overtime, a game in which the Rockets blew a huge lead with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Harden had a breakaway dunk, dunked it, it bounced off of his head, net swirled around, and then back over, did kind of a U-turn uh, with the English off the rim and out. Didn't count. It should have counted as a basket. They end up losing in double overtime, obviously. The Rockets, uh, they refused to allow D'Antoni to challenge it because he was past 30 seconds. It was just a complete and utter mess. Ridiculous. I watched it a hundred times. Not a hundred. A lot of times. 
It was a basket. Yeah. Like, what is, there's, there's no, no debate. <laughs> there's no debate. No debate whatsoever. Oh it's, a, I, it's weird that they missed it. I'm wow. surprised that they missed it. Dude was looking right at it. Right, the right was at looking it. right at it. Right at it. Strange wow. that they missed it. I don't think the NBA will go back and start replaying. Nah. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. The Rockets are hoping that they can go back in time and, and redo it again from that point moving forward because it would have given them, I think, at that stage, a 15-point lead. So there you have it, the three big headlines here uh, on this uh, Wednesday morning. It's Taz and the Moose with you. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Time right now to answer Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from uh, John up there in Rhode Island. Uh, All this pizza talk and donut talk today killing me. Would you rather have a slice or a donut? Ooh, slice or a donut. To me, for me, it's easy. I'd rather have a slice of pizza. Yeah, I'm with you. Me, I put a little, um, I put a little, what do you call it, uh, crushed red pepper on there. Mm. I'm good. Sometimes I do garlic powder. If I do garlic powder... Or onion powder, I don't do the crushed red pepper. It's one or the other. Okay. I like them both ways. Do you do plain Jones or um, do you do? I've done it. I've done it both. I've done it where um, I've done a little like Italian seasoning that has like the uh, oregano. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mixture. Uh, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, a little cracked pepper I've done on top of it. Really? Sometimes you ever sprinkle like uh, Parmesan cheese of on a hot I slice. Put Parmesan cheese on. on, on no, but you know donut. what I mean. I yeah, mean, no, Romano I cheese. Some people yeah. think it's too much cheese. But Never, there's put, no such thing as too much I know, cheese. You know that's that. fair. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, uh, but I've done the crushed red pepper, too. I do like that. Whatever. One, a little bit of a spice like or a little bit of a cake. No, I like nice. that, too. I have to, me, too. Yeah. Um, but, yes, we're both pizza. Mike, where would you go? Pizza or donut? Pizza all the way. Uh, Bilotti? Uh, pizza. Okay. You know, Bilotti got upset, by the way. Side note. Uh, because we never asked him earlier his donut. So he made a comment in my ear offline. Oh, what was your favorite donut? He, well, he, you don't know his comment. He oh, what did he say? Well, nobody asked my favorite donut. Oh. That was his comment. I'm no sorry. one did. <laughs> no, we didn't. You're right about we that. Asked we asked Mike, but not Pete. Go ahead, Pete. What's, What's your, your favorite donut? donut? Well, the the uh, regular donut with vanilla frosting on it and some sprinkles. Extra donut. Extra donut. What See, do that whole extra? bit? Well, that's that's his bit. See, that that's why he wanted to do that. Just to get that little silly line in there. Right? Be honest. No, it's the truth. What's extra donut? Extra dough. Oh, God. What are you talking about? Now you I know why we didn't ask him. Rating spike. <laughs> what, is, what are you talking about? You can't ask for extra dough. I try to. I think he's joking. I know that. I know. I'm joking. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to CBS Sports Radio because there's somebody that's going to go up to a Dunkin' Donuts Uh, and say, I want extra dough. This guy's CBSSportsRadio.com slash Ask the Pros. They go Riley Auto Parts. Why? Pete's got a lot of followers. concerned about everybody that listens to the show. If someone goes and gets and said extra donut, what are you talking about, you knucklehead? Get out of here. Well, people are here to board off from Taz and Moose said I can get it. Then what happens? Then they look foolish. Okay. Then they'd send an all angry right. tweet. All right. Download all right. the podcast. Good point. <laughs> Think O'Reilly Good Auto point. Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. So Bilotti goes the regular donut, vanilla frosting, extra sprinkles. Uh, Mike, Mike is going the strawberry frosted. That's right. You can add uh, some sprinkles on there as well. Oh, oh you go God. sprinkles too. Yeah, add a little sprinkle. like a little crunch is always nice at the top. Uh, I got the uh, the Boston cream, and uh, Taz has got the apple crumb. The apple crumb. Yeah. I wonder nice what Andrew, Bog- Andrew Bogus, I wonder what he likes. I picture him being a Krella guy. Like you just mentioned Krella. 
Uh, Donut Fridays ended. I didn't know what would Bogus go for first. The original? Like the plain not sure. plain Jane I donut? What is there a deadline on Donut Friday now? Well, they don't. it's over. I haven't seen donuts in months. Oh, yeah. Well, this, yeah. Then, yeah. Well, it oh, ended in the newsroom. Remember, we used to have a dozen yeah. donuts every Friday morning. That's when everybody was having a good time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, Pete, good job. Yeah. Barrett's LA uh, and Bogus with the updates. Taz, good stuff, man, too. Thank you. Have yourself a, a wonderful Wednesday. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.